They're seeing a city reborn. Ladies and gentlemen, dear podcast listeners, we have the incredible Brianna Borger here in the Beautiful City Project podcast studio, the musical, the series. We are here with an incredible talent. You may have recently seen her as the Baker's Wife in Into the Woods at Writer's Theater, or perhaps as Lucille Frank in Parade at Writer's Theater, or perhaps just in the lobby of Writer's Theater because she likes to support theater. Um, Brianna, thank you for being here. So happy to be here. We were just talking about my hat, which I am wearing a Disney hat, and she asked if I was a Disney fan, of which I, of course, said no. But then Brianna revealed that she is uh, planning her first ever... Our very first ever family vacation to Disney World. Ooh. So have you been to any Disney parks? I have. Okay. I grew up going to theme parks all the time. My Great. dad worked in the theme park industry. And I believe Adrian and I went to Disney World back when we were first dating. Sweet. Um, but we have not been back since. And our son will be seven in a month. Ooh, that's so a perfect he is at time. Prime, Peak Disney time. prime Disney time. So Star Wars and yep. all of that. Pixar Land. It's going to be great. That's so good. That's so good. So that, I, I would guess that Disneyland is what sealed the deal between you and Adrian. Is that correct? <laughs> Disney World. It was just like, oh, it's, it's, this is real. This is now real. Yeah. Maybe it was the stay in the hotel when we happened to go to Disneyland. That, that makes sealed sense. the deal. That actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> We're going to talk about books, though. Um, and there are so many great books about Disney, which is great. I just read uh, one of the Walt Disney biographies this year. True or false, this past year, you read five full books. I read... 50 full books Get this last year. out of your 50 books. 50 books. And that doesn't count all the Captain Underpants that I read out loud to my son. So How many of those? Oh, just so like many. Two. So 52 books? <laughs> um, you're going to have to tell me about... Um, about these books. What, what prompted you to read 50? Is that like pretty standard or was this a year that you chose to do it? No, I used to read so much. I was such an avid reader back in the day when I was an actor on the road and had nothing to do with my daytime, um, but sit around and read and escape. And many people will relate to this. Once you have a kid, that free time kind of goes by the wayside. And if you're juggling a kid and two or three or four different jobs, you Mm -hmm. just lose that. And I love reading. I love being taken away by reading. And so I made it my resolution last year to try to read 20 books. Great. 20 was my goal. You're an overachiever. I felt that was very lofty, Mm -hmm. but I was also only on theater contracts for six months of last year. Sure. And that wasn't until the spring. And so I hit January, hit the ground running, and read eight in the month of January and said, well, maybe I should reassess this goal. I'm better at this than I thought. That's so crazy. And part of my resolution was to only read while I was eating meals. Oh, I love that. That sounds confusing. I would read other times too. But if I was eating a meal, you, then you would read. I was not allowed to watch television Smart. or scroll Facebook on my phone. Great. I had to be reading a book. And love that it. instilled a really great habit in me, I think. Because then you started eating all day. Is that correct? You're like, man, this book is so good. I can't put it down. Exactly. Now I need to warm up some Hot Pockets in the <laughs> microwave. I understand. Now I got to get some Uncrustables. There you and, go. Yeah. 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 Um, so you're going to have to, we got three questions we're going to ask. We're going to ask all the performers. Friends, you're going to hear from lots of performers. This is our first one. Uh, and Brianna, of course, is our wonderful co-host for the evening as well. So you're hearing from her first uh, because her content is going to be the best. But just kidding. Um, <laughs> first of all, what is the book that you've read that you think has most changed your life? 
You know, you gave me these questions ahead of time. Yeah. And I'm I have been like mulling that. on this for a while. Like a fine cider. It's very difficult. I also have, I'm really bad in that. I will read a book and escape and then I will flush it from my mind. This yeah. year I actually had three different books that I started reading and two chapters in I was like, oh, I've read this before. <laughs> I do this a lot. This is what happens when you're a parent. So, so good. these are recent books, but recent books that had a great effect on my life. Yep. One, I am an avid chef. Great. One is Samin Nosrat's Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Absolutely. If you cook at all, that book is a game changer. And I was a good cook before I read that book. And then I read that book and it was like my mind exploded. And all of a sudden I have such a deeper understanding on how to create a meal. I think it's brilliant and it's wonderful for like beginner cooks and advanced cooks and everyone in between. So that changed my life a lot. Absolutely. And then uh, in a different direction, I actually went back and reread this book this week because it came to my mind and then I was like, why did that? Why do I think in, in my subconscious this book affected me so much? Can and I just clarify? You were like, I'm going to be on a podcast talking about a book. And then I'm like, you know what I need to do? I need to go back and read a full book before I'm on this podcast. <laughs> That's just a window into Brianna Borger's world. Yes. Which book is this? It is Amy Poehler's Yes, Please. Interesting. It is a fantastic autobiography. It's written exactly in her voice. But in it, she talks a lot about asking for what you need in life and in work. She talks about how to create good friendships. She talks about how to leave toxic environments. Mm. She um, talks about being a strong, headstrong female in the performing arts business, Sweet. which I can't relate to at all. No, no, no. Um, and it, it just, I ended up reading it again this week. So I was like, why do I think this affected me? And I think when I first read that book, which came out, I don't even know, probably, more than five years ago now, sure. um, I think that was a turning point for me learning how to self-advocate for myself in this business, but also in life. Sure. And a lot of it was the lessons that she talks about in there. And she's someone who I've always admired, but that really had a big impact on me. That's outstanding. You said there was a third. No, just those two. Just those two. That affected your life. Yeah. But now we've got to talk about what are you currently reading? And Star Wars... The Clone Wars does not count. Is that even a thing? I like Star Wars. I know there's well, a Clone I mean, Wars. The Clone Wars is a TV series. Yeah. So I often hear it in the right. afternoons after school. Like an there are also book. many books about yeah. the Clone Wars yeah. uh, that I have read at bedtime. Like historical, <laughs> like about the Clone Wars. Yeah. Like the, the history. The of, history. The actual history. Um, I'm currently reading two different books. One I just started and it's called... I want to get this right. 10 Minute Toughness okay. by Jason Selk. It's actually about a guy who is a sports psychologist. How sweet. So it's a book that was in our gym library, but it is a lot of techniques that performing artists can apply. And mm. I wanted to read it to give my voice students techniques to apply because I have quite a few students in my studio who are new to musical theater and wanting to get comfortable in the room and really suffer from their nerves affecting their performance sure. and it's fantastic already the other book is a year-long reading book that i recommend to everybody Great. it's called the year of wonder by okay. clemency burton hill do you Say know that this one more time the year of wonder the year of wonder yep. by clemency burton hill could you get a more british name that's literally outstanding it is a daily meditation on a different piece of classical music how interesting and i consider myself a 
good and well-versed musician, but I tell you what, I have no knowledge of classical music. I know I like listening to WFMT, sure, but I could not tell you who wrote that or when it was written. And this woman breaks it down in the most marvelous, simple way, and it covers all from the beginning beginning like Gregorian chants all the way through the modern music era and you just get a different piece of music to listen to every single day and a one-page summary of why that composer is interesting why that piece is interesting how it came to be and it is magnificent does a book come with music it doesn't but some lovely person created a YouTube playlist how great and it's just right there it's there that's perfect I listen to it every morning and when you say your your gym library you mean when you break into Jim DeSelm's house and raid his book collection is that correct I would never do such a thing Jim we're gonna have you address that a little bit later (laughs) Um, we're gonna find out we're gonna get to the bottom of that okay last question why do you think since we're doing this uh, you know partnership with the wonderful open books uh, and it's all about encouraging literacy why do you think reading is something that is important Oh, man. Like, it, would you recommend it? I, I would recommend it. I feel like it opens pathways in your brain that are not used in any other function, mm. you know? And it takes you away in a way that television and movies cannot do because there is something about seeing something on a screen and you can be absorbed in it, but you turn it off and you kind of... It's, it's all there for you. You don't have to add any more processes to it. And I think the magic of reading a book and creating these characters and situations in your mind. It's why movies based on books are always disappointing to mm. anybody because you're like, that's not how I pictured them. That's right. not how I pictured the scene. And it's like your own personal aesthetic of what you wanted. And so, of course, no one's going to replicate that. Yes. Right. Yes. And I just, I think it's amazing how it can transport you and... I just love storytelling in general. I think I read a lot of autobiographies mm. and I think I like to see how people tell stories. Um, and that's why I like theater and my husband will make a lot of fun of me because I don't really like overproduced kind of like crazy visual mania theater. I'm mm-hmm. like, I just, I want to be told a good story. Mm. They lost the storytelling. And he's like, what are you talking about? I just want to be told a good story and transported somewhere. And I think that's what I think about good theater. And that's what I consider a good book to be. That is so great. And honestly, this is, we were talking about this earlier, but that's why your favorite movie of uh, the last 10 years is Cats. Is that correct? I'll kill you. Oh, well then. Uh, if I'm still alive, you'll hear a little bit more from some of our other friends. Thank you so much, Brianna, for joining us. You're thank so welcome. you, thank you. And make sure you join us on February 2nd, where Brianna's going to co host with me and sing a very difficult yet rewarding Sondheim song, as she does. She's been paid to do that many times now. All right, thank you. Kelly. Morgan McHugh is with us, dear listeners. And Kelly, first of all, how are you? Well, I'm a little chilly. You're a little chilly. Yeah. I, uh, it's cold out, and I like, like winter. You'd like to eat chili? Is that what you're saying? I do love chili. Okay, good. Cincinnati chili, specifically. Just, we, ooh, Skyline? I love Skyline. Do you put chili on your pasta? Yep. And I make a mean copycat Skyline, David. As co- when you say cocoa mean, powder. do you mean it is rude? Like it is I mean, offensive? maybe if you're a chili purist... <laughs> 
Um, yes. Which I am. We actually, my wife and I just did a chili cook-off event over the holidays, uh, and hers was the best one there. There's like 20 yeah. entries or so. You've told me um, she's a stellar cook. Ooh, fo- friends, we're going to need to devote an entire another podcast to yeah, the we wonder that is my wife. You and I love food, yeah. too. We got to do a little dinner party. Yeah. Because... You have a lovely family. You're part of the Evanson Moms Club, Mom's apparently. Club. Um, I had Cassie Slater in here, who's duetting with Kelly at this wonderful event, and also Brianna Borger. And um, Brianna was telling me that they're basically a nice little Evanson Moms Club. They go trick-or-treating together. It is. You were saying it's that super they, fun. Um, she came over and watched um, Game of Thrones finale with uh-huh. you. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, and so you're a Game of Thrones fan, is what you're saying. Huge. Okay, Huge. you do the costumes, you do it all? All of it, Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, when Jack was two and Millie was six months, we went as Cal Drago, Daenerys, and then they were two of my dragons, and I had a plastic third. <laughs> and I had Commitment. a plastic third <laughs> will be the subtitle of this podcast. That is incredible. <laughs> let's talk about, you know, books. books. Um, let's, let's start with, you know, I've been asking people the same questions. So let me start with, what is the book that you read that you think has most changed your life, if any? I have to. It was a really hard decision because books are a huge part of my life and I do feel like they've influenced me in so many ways. But I'm going to start with my childhood favorite, which I read when I was nine. Wow, great. Mrs. Walton assigned us A Wrinkle in Time, which truly was was life-changing for me. I, I read it and read it and read it and was like, this is what reading can be. And it stays with me. I, I always, for some reason, remember when the brother eats food and it tastes like sand to him, like mm. when all the sand food is there. I don't know, but it, it stayed with me and made me a ferocious reader after that. And that's inspired most of your cooking now. You use a lot of sand in a the dishes lot of that you sand. make. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. great. Yeah. yeah, it's kind Gritty. of a French technique. Um, and uh, my parents were really nice in, in that time that if I... I could not always get a toy and I was a little spoiled and mm-hmm. I had a little bit of an attitude. I can definitely see that. And I was a diva and I would want more and more and more and I, I couldn't get a toy but I could always get a book. Wait, so, mm. oh, that's so sweet. What are your parents' names? Jack and Barb. Jack and Barb. Let's do a little shout out. And people out. say it together. Jack and ja- Barb. Jack and Barb. Jack and Barb, you, you're doing it the right way. You raised a lovely, lovely daughter. And so have you done that with your kids? Have you been like, you can only have a book? And I have. Like, I have. I have like some bread? It's like, no, books. And you can if, eat books. <laughs> I do always say, and we go to the comic store a lot too. Great. Oh, so sweet. if they save money or they do some chores, they can always get a comic book because at least it's like a gateway, gateway oh, into reading. It's like a gateway non-drug. Yeah, it is. It's the best way to think about it. And the Evanston Public Library is amazing. Oh, the EPL. No joke. Yeah, it's great. Um, So I love how you've broken it down to like childhood book and adult book. What would you say is the adult book book that's changed your life? And the adult book that changed my life was a book by Philip Roth called The Human Stain. Hmm. And it was made into a movie, which I didn't love. Mm -hmm. I didn't love the movie because the book is so beautifully written Mm -hmm. and it was incredibly important to me because I came here at 21 never having been in a big city and grew up in Georgia Mm -hmm. and was surrounded by all white people Mm -hmm. and so the issue of of living in this world being a person of color was not necessarily on my radar and that book opened my eyes to the fact that systemic racism is a huge thing and growing up being ashamed of the color of your skin really, really got to me. And the fact that that, that man and all of the Nathan Zuckerman books always have like an angle mm. um, on, on how that affects your life. But in that book, the main character teaches at his college and is accused of being racist. And then you find out that he is black, but very light skinned mm. and joined the Navy as a white man in order to what he thought 
was better to better mm. his life. And it just made me a little more woke, as the kids say, um, <laughs> as as a person. You yeah. know, it did. And it affected me greatly. How great that books can do that. That's a perfect example of like, you know, yeah, you are you are your circumstance until mm-hmm. you go outside of your circumstance. That's incredible. Um, what are you currently reading, if anything? I... Besides Highlights Magazine at <laughs> the doctor's office. Right. And some comics and, and some, some Marvel. Oh, ooh. And are you still a Marvel some fan? like, I'm a huge Marvel fan. What? Okay. Sidebar. What were your Sidebar. top three movies from the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Number one, Doctor Strange. That is a hot take. Number one, Doctor Strange. Number one, Strange. Doctor Strange. I love him. Great. I was him for Halloween this past year. We will find a picture <laughs> of that and post it for the world to see. Because so, I look shockingly like a man. <laughs> we will find a picture. No. Okay. And That's uh, number one. Number one. Two is probably the original Iron Man, like okay. number one Iron Got Man. Got the whole thing going. If that wasn't I'm, good, I'm none of it would have been made. I'm a sucker for an origin story. Mm-hmm. Three Captain Marvel. And three Captain Marvel. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I have ever heard anyone put those in that order. I really? Think 100 people have asked it to. So that's great. I like the ones with everybody. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But sure. I just have a thing for origin stories. And it's yes. always been. And those I, are all and three I have of them a origin stories. Also for... I, I mean, Captain Marvel is not in this uh, vein, and I'm sorry for the long sidebar, but I tend to like superheroes who are human without powers, who use their smarts and then become powerful. Right. Those are like my, my people. This this is very, this is, Insight that sidebar was Into worth my it. nerdiness. What are you currently reading? I am currently reading Clash of Kings. Clash the, of the Kings. The second installment of the Game of Thrones series. Yes. With your love aforementioned of Game of Thrones. Yeah. The writing is really cool. And uh, reading truly is an outlet for me now. Mm. And so instead of uh, really dense books, I tend to pick brain candy. This makes sense. This I'm makes like, sense. ooh, chocolate, sprinkles, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Why would you say chocolate when I am so hungry? No. I know. Me um, too. Actually, behind you, we have all these lovely Ghirardelli <gasps> chocolates that um, is a gift to anyone who's on the podcast. Oh, my God. So the sea salt caramel your... ones are like my favorite. Aren't they the best? Yes. Oh, they're so good. Let's talk about number three. Why do you think reading is something that's important? If you think reading is something that's important. I think it's incredibly important. I thank you for introducing me to what open book is because mm. I just, it's just, wow, what a, what an insanely cool thing. And mm. I love this whole entire project and, and I would love to know how you picked open books as a, as a thing. Mm. But Randomly, actually. It was out of a, a random generator online. I, I just like, put a whole bunch of things in and was... Yeah, click, 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 click. click. Okay, See? here we go. Yeah, <laughs> click, clack, moo is actually... Uh, but I, I think reading stimulates creativity. I think it makes your imagination go wild because you're picturing things in your head. And I'm totally that person that's like, mm-hmm. oh, I pictured them this way. And then I saw the movie and mm-hmm. it wasn't as good. Right. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. always been the case for me, mm-hmm. maybe with the exception of Harry Potter. I do okay. love the movies. But also, I, I think for me personally, because I do suffer from anxiety pretty intensely hmm. and uh, it's something I'm pretty open about. But it does calm me down and it does reset my brain and my body if I do take the time to read. I'm horrible at meditation, just horrible. <laughs> and that like monkey mind thing is a real thing for me. Sure. And reading takes me out of it. So sure. I think it's calming. I think it's good for anxiety and depression. And I think it just stimulates your brain. Are you a doctor? This That was a very scientifically valid You know, I did want to be an astronaut, David. Did you? But- <laughs> did you want to, let me just ask you, did you want to be an astronaut or did you want to be a cosmonaut? 
Like, were you trying uh, to go to the USSR and do it that way? No. It's a I was, easier to get I mean, in. I went to space camp three times. Get was it the same program each time? And no, it was like I went to all, all three you programs. Went to all three yes, programs. like Space Camp and then Space Academy. Wait, really? Yes. Okay, we're going to have Kelly back when we do something <laughs> that is about space, which My is great. My nerdiness is endless, David Fiorello. This makes sense. This mm. makes sense. Thank you so much for joining us, Kelly. Thank you. Um, an absolute delight. You are going to love Kelly in the show. Um, so make sure that you are there. But thank you, thank you, thank you, thank and you. thank you for including me in this project. Oh, of course. You are an incredible guy. Oh, you're so sweet. Okay, bye. Bye. Friends, we are back. And we have the incredible Laren Turnington here on the podcast for your edification and enjoyment. Laren, true or false, you are currently starring as Sandy in Greece at the Marriott Theater. <laughs> that would be true. That would be true. True <laughs> or false, you like to read books. True. True or false, you once were a professional eater a competitive eater, and you participated in the hot dog eating contest uh, on Coney Island when you were 14 years old, and you ate 41 hot dogs in a one-hour period. True or false? I wish I could say that was true. See, it was so specific that I'm telling you, everyone here was listening, they're like, wait, there's no, is that is that possible? Hanging Listen, on your every word, yes. I'm t- like, okay, great. Yeah, all we're going to do is lie to you um, from this point forward. No, um, Laren, I'm so happy that you're here. Laren is going to be singing at this cabaret and it could not be more perfect for her. And you are going to listen to it and be like, I'm so glad that we're here. And then you got to go rush out and see Grease if you haven't seen it already. It's been getting rave reviews uh, and her Sandy not to be missed. That's what people are saying. Is oh, that true? Thanks. Thank you. It's so much fun. Just come and see it and have a blast. Come and see it and have a blast. Let us talk about books, though. Yeah. Um, so you would describe yourself as a reader, yes? Yes. Excellent. And what, let's just start right in it. What do you think is the book that you've read that has most changed your lives? You've been asking that of everybody? Yeah. Um, I'd have to say it's a tie between two, but I'll, I'll choose one of them. Great. Um, it's called A General Theory of Love. Okay. I had a friend who mentioned this book in a speech when he, um, he, when someone does the wedding. Officiate. Uh, he officiated a wedding and mentioned this in his speech. Valedictorian. I, just, I think. No, okay, good. <laughs> uh, words. And, um, and I just thought it was so beautiful. And I thought this book would be about relationships. Mm-hmm. And I was single at the time. And. Um, this book started what would become a really long-standing fa- uh, fascination with social psychology. Mm. Um, it's So it's a general theory of love, and it is about interpersonal relationships and what sets us apart from amphibians sure. and reptiles. So it starts at such a... It's like super, super dense. And um, you're learning about memory and neuron... Uh, synapses and and you know the neocortical brain and how how like a baby learns how to have a regular breathing from its parent Mm -hmm. just like really fascinating stuff and I went into it thinking oh this will teach me about you know (laughs) dating and blah 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 blah. and no it was so much more and then from there I got into um different like NPR podcasts um like Hidden Brain that even go further with that yes that is so wonderful. I remember that reminds me of a book um, that I read that's by Caroline Leaf, where she talks a lot about, you know, just the things that 
you know, everything can be really traced into the neural pathways of the brain and all the different things that, you know, we think is just kind of, you know, nurture versus nature and all these different things. And it's like, no, your brain actually writes these. It's, it's a way that people kind of deal with traumas. You have exactly. to kind of get back in it there. It makes and, you think that all things are possible and that nothing, no, no trauma is too great to overcome. And, and, and yeah, people, people are just fascinating. People are fascinating. Dear <laughs> listeners, you are the most fascinating. We're glad that you're with us. Um, what was the other book that you were trying to choose between? Let's highlight it. Let's oh, at least say it. So that other, the other book is um, Flow, and the author is Mikhail... No, 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 no. Yes, it's and that very... is correct. That is, that is the correct <laughs> yes. pronunciation, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it has about 28 letters in it. Great. Um, but he was a... Um, he was a psychologist, and I, don't, I guess I love fiction, but the two books that stick with me the most were these two nonfiction books. And um, Flow is a study of happiness, so it's any right. activity that is not too difficult that you're intimidated, but not so easy that you're bored. Hmm. And it's the kind of thing that you do that time passes by so quickly. It's why, um, it's why you know people tell you if you want to stay happy, do exercise or engage in some sort of activity that uses your hands or art or music or singing um so it just it kind of reconfirms that what i'm doing with my life is really good it's not great to read like a self-help book and they're like this is what you should do you're like wait i've been doing that maybe this is why my life is not bad um okay that is awesome what are you currently what are you currently reading right now so like i said i i I do read a lot of fiction um i like to sprinkle with nonfiction, but um so the the what i'm reading right now is where'd you go bernadette sweet by mary marie maria semple um and i just finished the hate you give by andy thomas which was incredible yeah how was that it was so incredible and it's it's one of those books that you finish and you think this should be required reading especially Mm. if that's not the environment you grew up in Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just, it's someone's very specific point of view and it deserves to be heard and Hmm. understood and can apply to a lot of things in life and a lot of people that you interact with. Love it. Love it. Love it. Let me ask you this last question. Why do you think, if you do think this, that reading is something that is important, not only important for, uh, the young people among us and children, but for anyone of all ages, what, what is, what is about reading that to you springs, uh, for an idea of like, yeah, this should be, there's, there's so many benefits to reading. What do you think? So I'll go back to the book flow. And there is an entire chapter on why TV is not a flow activity, but Mm. reading is. And you wonder, both are storytelling, both Mm -hmm. have their merits. Why would books be considered superior in this in this criteria? Um, And it's because you use your imagination. So you Mm. are using your brain. And I think especially having done a lot of childcare sure. as an artist. Sure. Um, I, you know, I work with a lot of kids and it's, it's so obvious when the kids have the ability to imagine and they're so much more self-sufficient and playtime is so much more fun because they're, they just create it all within themselves. And I think that's a really big key to living a happy life too, because the world throws so much at you. Sorry, am I allowed whoa, to say that on here? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's great. Yes. You can you bleep me out? <laughs> um, no, we're just gonna leave it in. Let's just listen. We we ride hard here at the we, Beautiful City Project podcast. That's just to say, like life is really hard, and and um, books they don't they they open your eyes to all the things that are possible and all the ways that you can envision 
um, better and happier things for your life. And that starts with, you know, being kinder to the people around you. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier to be kind to people when you understand them or, or have that space in your brain where you could learn and accept someone else's point of view. Laren, I love it. She is so well-spoken. You guys are going to love her in the cabaret. Um, and if you if you looked at her and how darling she is, the fact that she just swore, I mean, it's really pretty <laughs> oh, perfect. No. Um, no, it's great. <laughs> Friends, come out and see this. It's literally like five days away. Um, and I really hope you enjoy Laren and go out and see Grease. Laren, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you so much. All right, bye. Oh, yes. Dear listeners, we are back. We are back. And we are back with Brandon Dahlquist from Minnesota. Is that correct? That's correct, David. You are from Minnesota. Does that mean that you are a big fan of the Minnesota Timberwolves? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm more of an NFL guy. And Minnesota Wild? Nah, yeah, okay, sure. Minnesota Twins. There we go. Now we're getting a little, get, a little warmer. A little warmer. A little warmer. Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> I, That's a yes. If you don't know what that sound is, that is the Viking horn that is played anytime they score a first down. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 for a while, that was Brandon's ringtone for, a um, while. for when he texted me. Still is my ringtone. Um, that's just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Brandon, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us. Oh, my pleasure, David. Thank I you. I am just so excited that we have so many of these great performers that you're going to see on Monday night, get your tickets, almost sold out, um, that are also avid readers and love reading and love the concept of reading. I'll tell you this. Brandon's apartment has, or condo, has a huge wall library wall of so many different books um so this dude is a reader but we're going to talk real quick brandon what is there a great book that can walk us through like the devastation of when the minnesota vikings exited the playoffs against seattle with the missed field goal is there was that chronicled in some way in writing you know it's funny i'm reading a book about the road to jonestown and mm. a, a, a mass death right uh, that's kind of how i don't I understand felt. why you would bring that up like i don't know what the relevancy is of that uh, uh, Though you are looking straight into my soul right now. That's and, disconcerting, to say the least. How do you feel, David? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pain that I don't think has been captured on the page yet. But, no. you know, who, who maybe, knows? Maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll write it down. Maybe a poet laureate at some point will attack it with fervor. <laughs> and, yes. Okay, so, Brandon, first question we're asking everybody. Yep. What is a book that changed your life or a book that had a huge impact at, uh, on you? You know, honestly, as a kid, I think a book that had a huge impact on me was Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That is such a good take. And it's uh, it was by Elvin Schwartz, and it was yes. a three-volume collection of, you know, folk tales and urban legends and, and ghost stories and scary stories yes. uh, that I got hooked on when I was in third grade. And I would I'd read these before I go to bed, and they had these amazing illustrations. Oh, yes. And, you know, uh, there was something about that forbidden that scary that terror that uh that just excited me and you know understandably so you know it's just it's just it's it's kind of continued into my you know my current thread and uh of of true crime and 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 that interest and i think it started when i was a kid and i you know that kind of spurred me into watching those old universal horror movies oh, sure, sure. and so i don't know i was a little i was a little weird i wasn't pulling you know wings off of flies or anything like that but i was i was definitely a, <laughs> i was the kid in elementary <laughs> school exactly reading reading ghost stories you know that's so great i remember i think there was one story in there that scarred me for life spoiler alert if you haven't read it by the way you should just read it um is that there was one where like 
a girl like she got the ribbon bit by a neck. spider or oh, something. Oh yeah, yeah. And, the and then like she was like taking a bath and like it was like a blowing up like this big like pus yeah, thing. It laid eggs in her and face. And then it laid eggs in her face yeah. and all these like baby spiders came out. I was like, that's just horrendous. And not cute Charlotte Webb spiders. No, nope. no, no, Charlotte. We're not talking about you. Scary spiders. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so okay, that's fantastic. What a good thing. Anybody here that has read those books um, can relate, which is great. Which is pretty much everyone who's listening to this. Um, Brandon, what are you currently reading? Anything good? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm rereading one of my all-time favorite books. Great. And it is called A Confederacy of Dunces Aha. by John Kennedy O'Toole. Yes. He won the Pulitzer for that sure post-death, unfortunately. Yep. But it's uh, it's a hilarious, uh, picaresque of of a, of a man who is who thinks quite highly of himself in in New Orleans in the 1960s, and it's 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 one it's one of the few books that I've read that I've literally laughed out loud at. That's so good. And I I just the wordplay the the text it's just it's so it's so funny to me, and the the characters are so vivid. It's it's one of those books for me that is just. Uh, it's it. I can see it in my mind when I read it, That's and it's so, so satisfying. The power of books, friends. Speaking of um, a conceited guy in New Orleans, have you ever been to New Orleans? Uh, you know, I just got back, David. You're kidding me! <laughs> I'm not kidding. Little no, birthday trip. Yeah, my wife and I went down for my birthday. We went there actually for our honeymoon. It's oh, great. One of our one of our favorite cities, and you know, it's it's so so full of life, and uh, it's a, a perfect setting for a book. That is awesome. His wife Caitlin's the real deal, by the way. Super Truth. cool shit. Truth. Um, She's the real we- reader. Yeah, she she reads. She reads. <laughs> she reads like four or five books at a time, and I'm, I got to keep one. I, I can't keep one straight. That's so good. Yeah. Um, all right. So, is reading important, Brandon? Why do you think that reading is something that people should do well, as th- a reader yourself? I think uh, reading is important because I think it is a a key ingredient to developing a good imagination. And uh, as an artist, I think having an imagination is one of your your main tools. And so, I I wouldn't be where I am without reading. So I, I do think reading is very important. Brandon, it's so good to have you here. Can you just can you just sing like a really low note into the microphone? Because you're giving me some real boys to men like bridge vibes here. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know it's true. Just give us a little like baby, I'm sorry. Baby, I'm sorry. Okay, can't no. No, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to censor that out. This is officially a not safe for work podcast because of that. That was good. Thank you, Brandon, for joining us. Yes. Thanks, man. Thanks, David. Of Looking course. forward to Monday. Oh, Monday's gonna be so good. Make sure you're there. Get your tickets. Bye. Bye.